0: Like the sound of that. You know, I thought this day would never come, but it is here as we release this episode. Kenobi is out on Disney Plus, and what a better way to celebrate the release of Kenobi than listening to this here episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast! And we are, let's be clear.
2: Will not discuss the Kenobi episodes in any way because we're recording it before it's released
0: and we have no flipping idea what happens. Spoiler free
3: right. episode. You're That's welcome. Very
0: yes. true. We have absolutely no time travel skills. We're recording on the eve of Star Wars celebration, Wednesday, May 25th. Star Wars which, Day. I was going to say, Star- which is, Scott? Happy Star
1: Wars, official Star Wars Day. Woo!
2: In case you can't spell Hive. Okay, yeah. Although I can't talk about Top Gun Maverick, which is opening on Friday, which I have seen because I do have some time travel abilities.
0: Wait a minute. How did, how did you see it today already? You got connection I, I yesterday.
2: I saw it yesterday, first what? of all, sir. I wow. saw it on Top Gun Tuesday, ah. uh, which was a special advanced screening night that Paramount kind of stealth marketed. And mm. I grabbed tickets for an IMAX screening of it. And look at you.
0: Holy mother of God. If anyone follows Dave Potter on social, you know that he is a fan of Top Gun 2. Is it, what's the official title, Top Gun, what is it, Top Gun Top 2? Ma- Top Gun Maverick, because Top gun Maverick. I guess they thought
2: Top Gun 2 would be two on the nose.
0: I uh, gotcha.
3: Dave, Dave uh, you, you know what, let's get through the introductions. And I got something to say about Top Gun, but let's get through the introductions.
0: All right, yeah, All listen. Right, fair. listen. We're,
3: re- we're really jumping the gun, guys.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a very Star Wars-centric show. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff happening this week but you know what guys last week you kind of stole my thunder you didn't let me talk about star wars at all last not last week <laughs> last episode i had a lot of stuff yeah. prepped you stole the entire hour from me we did so you know what we did i'm moving away from star wars for this intro
3: what okay yep that's right,
0: all right. uh we're moving to other stuff I'm, this is my now I get to, I, I, I am in control. I'm resuming control and we're just going other stuff. I'm mixing up the intros a bit. So hang on. I got to mute Steve. Hang on. Just one second. (laughs) So please welcome my squadron Supreme, my hellfire club, my thunderbolts, my sons of midnight, the West coast Avengers of the Marvel multiverse magnificence. That's a lot of alliteration there. First up, the juggernaut to my it would be, it, it would be bl- better if you hadn't drunk so much beforehand. I know. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> As he's drinking
1: more, I love it.
3: The I juggernaut
0: it. to my black Tom Cassidy. Ooh. That's right. The Rick Jones to my home.
1: That's what I call my testicles.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's going to be one of those shows. The tonight. Jubilee
0: <laughs> to my Wolverine, the Pepper yeah, to nice. my pots, my own personal war machine, Greg Lent.
1: <laughs> okay, Greg, who the hell let Steve read comic books? What is going on right, here?
2: I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that the sixth Hyvian – Chris Evans has been helping Steve with some scripting duties. Dude's Otherwise, that's a lot notes. of anxious <laughs> alliterations from anchors placed in powerful posts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang
3: on. I got a twist as Chris's head just rises up from beneath the screen there. He's like, hi, guys. Yeah, from where it's been under the desk with Steve. Woo, here we go. Oh, my God. It is wow. really good to be back because we have like actual legitimate things to talk about, not just five yay who's bullshitting for an entirely. hour plus uh, so. I, uh, I'm really, I'm really fucking thrilled to be here tonight, guys, because, okay, I'm, I'm going to, uh, and, and I know we got a bunch of introductions to go around, but Dave called Top Gun the best movie he's seen in years. And I don't think he means just the COVID years. I think he means in years. Yes. We have so, to discuss
1: yeah. that. We, we definitely have to. Yes. And, so,
2: and, and I, I want, and I want to amend that statement a little bit. I don't, I'm not trying to get out of it. I, but in the haste of the moment, mm. I think what I should have said was, the most fun movie I've seen in okay
3: years. because it really got me to thinking about what is the best like what is my favorite movie of like I'm gonna and I called it like the past five years mm-hmm. um, and and really and I I think that this deserves a deeper discussion that we're not gonna squeeze in the intro so think about it guys and right. we'll say that we're gonna put a pin in that probably for a later
1: episode I think okay That'd be great. okay, pe- okay yeah. pepper and pots I agree entirely <laughs> all right next we, up is
0: Dude, he got Wolverine and Jubilee.
1: How fucking cool is that? Okay.
0: Uh, he is a lifelong Kazar, Rom the Space Knight, and Micronauts fan. Wow, oh, that's right, And right. it, is,
3: is. it It is not to nitpick, but it is Kazar. Damn it,
0: he's the only person. <laughs> he's the only person in the world who finds Moon Dragon hot.
1: Well, yeah, well, you know, no, that's it's not. no, it's and not. and
0: the only person I know who's begging for a limited series focused just on Jarvis the Butler. he is Mm, yeah the one and only scotty vansky
1: i'm loving the new steve this is crazy mr marvel um thank you thank you so much i i may be going into this show with a little bit of heat stroke i just got back from vegas and it was like 106 out there so uh bear with me guys i'm drinking and uh dehydrated so let's you know uh, yeah
3: 106 but it was a dry heat right I, i'm sure yeah, it was a dry exactly heat. <laughs> yes, it
0: was. say only
2: people that live there <laughs> and I, I love vegas because anytime i go to vegas i think of the the movie casino mm. which oh. i i didn't like that much as a movie but has one of my favorite joe pesci lines ever ever yeah which is when he's talking about taking bodies out in the, into the desert to bury him and his voiceover narration is just you know, but the key is you got to remember, you got to dig the holes before you drive out there with the bodies, because otherwise you're out there with two dead bodies in the trunk and a shovel and you're digging some holes. And the next thing you know, some cops come along. They ask you what you're doing out there with a shovel and two and digging two holes. Next thing you know, you're out there digging four holes. Now you're going to be out there all fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> and such a, I,
1: I love that movie. And it's a great I movie actually did a casino trip. I ate at the fireside lounge at the peppermill.
3: Uh, I, I was that's exactly what I was gonna ask. You're like reading my fucking mind right now. So I'm like, cause yeah. did you make another visit to the peppermill? Because every time you go out there, I think there's new photos of you at that at, at that sitting at that same bar that uh De Niro and uh what's their name? Uh Sharon Stone are sitting at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We actually ate in the fireside lounge this time and not the restaurant um which has the floating fire that, that whole lounge bar sunken fire pit, so it yeah. it was great. Nice music. Music sucks, but let's uh, let's keep going. We got a lot lot to talk about, guys. Oh no! All
0: right, we're no, almost we got to finish these because These are bad ass. Listen, you, <laughs> I'm you, scared. you you love him. Everyone loves him. He's our own Franklin Richards. He's Ooh, our he, wow. okay. He's our squirrel girl, and, nope. and and kid Loki wrapped into one. He's the wielder of the fuck you, Scott scepter. Wow! The captain of the millennial Quinjet, Nico Rodriguez. Dude, you got right. Franklin Richards. Yeah, and I, I was going to say. Okay,
1: Kazar. Okay. Hey, so, I also what... got a Squirrel Girl. So fuck you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and finally, today we're going to talk about something pretty fun, kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make it through this. Uh, we have. Food is bad for your health if you eat too many kinds of food at once. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dave! Shushi meets a big ripoff. It's just cat scraps. <laughs> Don't you ever. Let me just ask you straight. Can I be a priest, please? And I mean. Let's not beat around the bushes. Are there any other uses for penis besides pee or sperms? Ever? What's it like being a, the coolest guy in town? Call him. Some sisters are buried under your house. Melvin. <laughs> um, I was
3: laughing because I was tickling myself. <laughs> it's another way you have pleasure.
1: Potter. <laughs> well, that's enough of this drivel, drivel. Let's find out what we want to know about. Let's check it out.
0: <sighs> oh man. Oh God! Welcome the to the Melvin show, Dave. Potter reference. Wow that that is that is a deep cut, sir. I I've been reading. What can I say? I've been trying to keep up with you guys for years. I finally I've caught up.
2: That's serious. All I right, agree that, is, that, that is that is some serious effort there, and and much, many props to you. Much respect, Greg. I have to ask, and I, I know the answer is going to be no, but I have to ask. It, it, can, can I make a request for you to put something specific together for that sometime if I, yeah. if I have something in mind yeah yeah can, can you do a cut sometimes that's just snippets from Biz Markie's <laughs> just <laughs> a friend
3: tell me about how to cast a spell on somebody <laughs> <laughs> right. well
2: Steve that was that was a fantastic job Appreciate good that. job Thank leading you. us to the punch of hijacking it and talking about all, all Marvel because I, I think I've said many times on the podcast that we started this to talk about Star Wars, because Star Wars was the 800 pound gorilla on the pop culture zeitgeist pyramid. And over the course of our doing this podcast, I feel Star Wars has been supplanted by Marvel. So we, we've kind of we're kind of a chronology of that. Like a hundred years from now, if people are looking to understand mm. what happened in this time period, pop culture wise, they will be listening to the Wretched Hive podcast and all of the dribble drabble that goes along with it. <laughs>
0: That's right yeah but this week this week Star Wars making a big comeback. I'm Star Wars saying. is
2: making a comeback Star Wars is coming back hard and I will say Marvel's I still love the Marvel content but the Marvel content doesn't have the sense of urgency I think that it did for the the prior three you know three years or so when it was heading into the the end of the infinity Saga Saga yeah
3: Saga
2: Saga. saga
1: all
3: right now is that a is that a a product of the the fact that we had three sometimes four movies a year to look forward to and and now like the the broad spectrum of marvel entertainment is coming from the shows which run six weeks at a time three or four weeks a year are we being over inundated with marvel content right now
2: i i think I think that's some of it. I think there's a little bit of product dilution or, or just omnipresence of product that's, that's contributing to this. But I also feel like we don't we don't kind of understand where the story is going at this point, which is fine. That's how yeah. most stories are. You don't know where they're going. But even even in the early days of Marvel, when you didn't understand how it was linking together, they were they were not at all coy about the fact that this is about building the Infinity Gauntlet. Like that yeah. is going to be the payoff. You know, four or five years down the line, and we don't yeah. even have that bit of coyness from from Marvel Central at this point. We have some some hints, and I think some some reasonable theories out there that this is building towards a a John Hickman Secret Wars esque storyline yep. as a climax. Yeah. And I think those are all valid thoughts and theories, but nobody's come out and said anything or given any any real actual nudge, nudge, wink, wink to us that we know this is what we're building towards. All right, well,
0: before you steal more of the show with more Marvel bullshit, I'm going to (laughs) steer it back to Star Wars. Uh, And if you feel inundated with Marvel bullshit, give me a call on the Wretched Hive hotline (laughs) and let me know your thoughts and feelings about it. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell hive, true believers. Fuck you, Steve. And you can also find us on (laughs) (laughs) on Facebook. That's (laughs) facebook.com forward slash Richard Hive Podcast. And um, you can't just do that. Yes, I just did. And you can leave us a message there or just (laughs) either one is fine with us. God Um, damn it, Greg.
1: (laughs) You son of a bitch.
0: All right, <laughs> that's how you get listeners, people. Um, yeah. All right, guys, we've got some Star Wars news to cover, and God damn it, we're going to do that right now. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the wretched hive.
1: So be it.
0: That's how you take back control of the show. You cut off your co-hosts and then go tell, tell your listeners to go fuck themselves. That, (laughs) that is the way to do it. And I'll tell you the way to, uh, to launch a week of, of your content is you schedule a major conference with like 12,000 people coming to Anaheim, California this week, Star Wars Celebration. You drop if you're, a very if, if very. You're looking en- to,
3: yeah, if you're looking yeah. to buy tickets as well, you can only buy tickets for as we record today, Wednesday the 25th. For tomorrow, the 26th, the <laughs> yes. rest of the weekend is sold out.
0: Only so. only yesterday is available at this point. Yes, yes. Uh, you drop a, a hugely anticipated series on Friday of said conference, uh, and you have the headlines of a major national magazine. Little thing called Vanity Fair. I have a question for the younger listeners out there, Steve. Mm-hmm. What is this
2: magazine thing that you speak of? Can you explain that, please? Yeah,
0: right. It's um, it's it's a it's a hard copy version of the digital thing that you all read this past week. Uh, yes. I
3: do have right. a bit of a bone to pick with Disney right now because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I am really looking forward to this obi-wan show kind of like dave is looking forward to seeing top gun again on the big screen mm-hmm. and we would be watching it have seen it talking about it right now if not for those fuckers delaying the, the release by two days yeah assholes what were they thinking right so i i am i'm excited that we're almost there as you know, as people are listening to the show, it will have been on already, and they will be uh, they will be uh, laughing at us not having seen it right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I haven't stayed up past midnight to watch a show, and I'm seriously
1: contemplating it tomorrow for when it drops on Thursday evening. Yeah, I, I'm with Greg on that. I do have a bone to pick because this would be the day. This is mm-hmm. May 25th. This is Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. That's not that May of the Fourth bullshit. As much as I was positive and upbeat about that. Today is the day. It's the 45th anniversary of A New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. 45th. <clears throat> 45. So, I it just it boggles my mind and it and all it made me feel was Disney and the powers that be said, "Oh, we can capitalize on this, draw it out a little bit more and make those fuckers all those fans wait." And that's what we're doing.
0: Well, we're getting two episodes, though, on Friday, right? Oh, zippity-doo-dah! We could have been talking about it right now! Adam Sandler just joined the podcast, everybody. Welcome to the show. More Tom Cruise from A Few Good Men. Zippity-doo-dah,
2: Harold! Well,
0: we have been accused of being a Disney-only podcast, so Scott's got to go with the Disney reference. I gotta push. I gotta um, do some pushback on Disney.
1: I've been too nice yeah. to them lately.
0: Yeah. No. I. It, it is a little bit perplexing why they wouldn't release on, on the 25th of May. I mean, what what a great opportunity to sort of, you know, close the loop with the debut of Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. uh, with his own show, his yeah, own so television show. Hear me out, guys, because you
1: guys are going to be going to this this celebration. I, I unfortunately am well, not. I think only. I think Steve's the only one going. I think it's
2: just Steve or say, Dave. Are you going too? I, I am not going. I will be out of town this weekend. Oh, yeah, I, Greg, I thought you yeah. said you were going to go for a day or something. I, I I was thinking about it and
3: I I'm kind of glad that the tickets sold out because it made that decision for me. Now it's not like, <laughs> "Oh, when well, the tickets are available, I should just go." No, the tickets are not available.
1: I can't go. I'm so I am out.
3: Yeah. Okay. All right. but so, good so, good
2: job listening to the universe there, Greg. Exactly. So, they,
1: hear me out. They they let's just say things played out the right way and they they debuted and look, they're nice. They're going to give us both episodes instead of moving to Friday and two episodes Wednesday night. Yeah. You get a whole bunch of fans, super psyched to jump into celebration after watching the premiere. I mean, you are going to have people talking about this all the time for the first two days. Well, what can you do? You already showed it. You, if you are attending, you will get the bonuses. You'll get you and McGregor, who's making an appearance there, right? You'll get the extra stuff that the people, can't see that aren't going there until after the fact.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's true, they'll get to see Darth Vader and the surprise villain of the piece, Sand.
0: Sand.
1: That's oh. right.
2: <laughs> Big time.
0: By the way, quick update on Ewan McGregor. We were talking about uh, autographs, you know how you can pay for an autograph and wait in line yep. and have a moment yep. with yep. the his autographs sold out at $300 at, a pop. 300 bucks a pop. You can now you can no longer reserve a time to get an autograph from Ewan McGregor. Good. I, I thought you were going to say, God, with the either. current
2: rate of inflation, they were now going for three hundred and thirty dollars a pop.
0: Well, possible. Jeez. You know, one what that about? I'm considering. One that I'm considering. Giancarlo mm-hmm. Esposito. No. Gus Fring himself. Yes, because you get the double whammy. It's Gus.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I would be. I would be intrigued by that also.
1: What about Sir Anthony?
0: Yeah, Sir Anthony. Is he sold out. No, not sold out. Um, <laughs> but Shocker. uh but Giancarlo is like half the price that Anthony is. And he's also Gus Frank. So I, I think you can get
3: Gina, Gina Carano at the Peter Pan Inn across the street for I've
0: like never, twenty bucks. <laughs> I've never
2: the Peter Pan Inn. That that, I've, that I've, just <laughs> if we can isolate that clip, that's going to sound amazing oh, without right. context. Oh, uh, 22 minutes
0: into the show or so. Um, I, I've, I've, I've spit all over my computer. <laughs> I've never, uh, I've never been so much into the autograph, like waiting in line for one. I don't know. Just, I, I yeah, I, I would love to have his autograph, but. Or meet meet the man and shake his hand, but I don't know in terms of yeah. paying for it, one. It, I don't know. It's it it a
3: would be a it would be amazing. You know, it would yeah. be amazing to meet Ewan McGregor for sure. for many reasons. For sure. many reasons, he's in he was in a lot of great movies, but you know, especially for Obi Wan for this crowd here, right? Of course. Uh, but I, I'm like for three hundred dollars.
0: I know, <laughs> and I know. people
3: will do it, and more power to them. I've paid ridiculous amounts of money for really stupid things myself.
0: Yes. This is just the. This is just not the thing that's for me. I mean, wait. We, we pay the annual subscription to keep this podcast alive every year. I mean, Jesus. So this, exactly.
1: This is the hardest thing for me because I love autographs, but to, I don't think I've ever waited in line and paid for an autograph, like sports stars, movie stars, that kind of thing. But isn't it weird? Like you and McGregor still hugely popular, and probably gets paid a ton of money <laughs> to do a movie. So, yeah, I, it's like. You hanging around? I, maybe it's just because of his time. Yeah, I don't know. But the the convention's paying for it too. So
0: mm-hmm. Carl Weathers' contract. Carl Weathers yeah. is another one that I would consider. Who's well, there you go. Too. Yeah. Creed to Apollo? Freaking Creed. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: um Anyway, I at would, any rate, I would only get his autograph if it could be that picture that had the boom mic operator standing behind him. <laughs> oh,
0: the pink shorts guy. Awesome, <laughs> yes. pink yeah. shorts guy. I guarantee there'll be someone at Celebration dressed as Pink Shorts guy. Yeah, uh, he's he's a no legend. Bet. He's a yeah, legend. No <laughs> all right. So what I'd like to do tonight, guys, is I, I want to run down a couple of things that are happening this week. Um, one is Star Wars you, Celebration. You didn't talk about the Vanity Fair article at all. Yeah. Well, the other one is the Vanity Fair article. We <laughs> need to talk about this. There's so much to cover and unpack in this article there's some weird stuff coming out of Kathleen Kennedy's mouth in this article. I'm sorry. I don't – you guys have to help me figure this out. <laughs> I let's, let's dig into it. All All right, on, let's let's, let's All get right. into face, that. Face front, true believer. We'll help you out here. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into this one first because I just – some of this stuff, I, I it's just not adding up for me. And you guys can help me unpack this. All right. So uh, the article I'm discussing is uh, – is uh, the, the Rebellion Will Be Televised. It's available online at VanityFair.com. I think to read it online, you have to put in your email address, unless you have an Apple News subscription or something like that that gives you access. But um, you can read it for free online. The Rebellion Will Be Televised. It dropped, um, I think, Monday this week, so maybe May 22nd or 23rd, uh, by Anthony Bresnikan. Who oh, remember former him. EW guy? That's right, Entertainment Weekly. He wrote uh, for years for them, and mm-hmm. always seems to get the Disney Star Wars scoop. So based on this article, I'm beginning to think he's on the Disney payroll rather than the uh, EW or the Vanity Fair payroll. Yeah, he he's he's definitely has a favored nation status there. I'm yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, we learn a lot. We learn some cool stuff in this article. So we we do have an official. Timeline release now of Disney Television and Disney movies that we have not had officially previously, and I want to run this down with you guys because there's a few things that between this timeline and you know what Kathleen Kennedy says here that I just don't understand. So you guys need to help me here. All right, okay, so, Let's do it. Let's all do right, it. so first of all, television. All right, so we know about. Uh, I'm reading, uh, actually directly from the article, uh, the rebellion will be televised. All right. So first up is Ewan McGregor's return to his role as a weary Jedi master in exile. Obi-Wan Kenobi debuts May 27th. We know that. All right. Correct. Uh, Tracking the character 10 years into this. That bitch says some weird stuff, Steve. You're right. All right. All (laughs) right. Ease up on the main thrusters there, buddy. Um, (laughs) Travel through
3: hyperspace ain't like Dustin crops, boy. That's right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Then then season three of The Mandalorian, reuniting Pedro Pascal's helmeted gunfighter with his little green ward. you know who? Drops in late 2022 or early 23. That makes sense. Commit already. All right. Next year, Rosario Dawson will lead the series Ahsoka, playing the live-action version of fan-favorite Force Wielder, it's a little bit of alliteration there. From the animation who uh the animation from animation who once was the apprentice to Anakin Skywalker. Slightly further off is the Acolyte. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. still on track. So, okay. So we're good there. Following along. Okay. So then we're gonna jump to the movies. This is where it gets a little weird for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, Nico.
1: Um, where's the Cassian Andor series?
0: Um, that's a good question. Where I think that's coming out Andors? late summer, right? This year. Yeah, I think that's this year. Um, yeah, well, I
1: mean, they talked about Obi-Wan and then Boba Fett, but where's Cassie?
0: Yeah, it's not, there's not like a timeline given in the article, so let me... Andor, last I heard, was coming out late summer,
1: so before Mandalorian 3. Also, while Steve is yeah, figuring this you. out and having another beer, I'm going to just say <laughs> this, because Steve... You and I have a mutual friend that we need to discuss. I just found out is working on the Mandalorian. I'm sorry, Ahsoka. Really?
0: Yes. And who's the mutual friend?
1: Uh, I can't. I can't list them on the on the podcast.
0: You can't. They are
1: doing. You can say are, it, but Steve will, Steve will bleep it out. I will tell you that they are painting weapons. Oh wow! And mentioned droids. Oh, I were, think I know who it yes. is.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, um, I'm not seeing the timeline for Andor. Andor's uh.
3: supposedly going to release in August. Uh, oh no, wrapped it filming in August. Um, yeah, releasing in August of this year.
0: Yeah. yeah. Damn it, Bresnikan. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I missed out. And I'm it does it. say it's a
3: big maybe. This is published just like ten days ago. Um, they're looking at a possible August of this year released for 12 episodes
0: okay wow and i think he signed on he's looking like a three or four year run right or three or four yeah seasons they're they're beginning production on season two later this year okay all right let's jump to the movies then because i this is where this is the part i need help unpacking here all right uh quote we have a roadmap kennedy says Although Lucasfilm's biggest screen, big screen return is unlikely to follow the same relentless cadence as before, a movie from Jojo Rabbit's Taika Watiti and 1917 screenwriter Christy Wilson Carnes will likely arrive first. All right. So we're looking at the Taika Watiti film first. Okay. All right. All right. With- Greg, I'm, Greg, I'm in. We're going to pause to rejoice so Greg can rejoice here. Hang on.
2: Okay. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank God this isn't a video
0: podcast. With, okay. Now, this is a, a little bit of a surprise based on what we heard before. With Rogue Squadron from Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins a little bit further off. So apparently that's not canceled.
1: Yeah. I think we talked about that. Correct.
0: That's just been, I guess, delayed. Yeah. Correct. All right. Is it true that Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feige, will produce a Star Wars film? Quote, I would love to see what movie he might come up with, Kennedy says. But right now, no, there isn't anything specifically. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I heard that was pretty much
3: um, a sure thing to be moving forward. Interesting. Right.
2: Okay. All right. Well, now, do, do, you want, do you want my thought on that? Yeah. Let's get your thought on that, Dave. My thought on that is I don't think he has hired a scriptwriter or anything like that. So it, why would we why would they talk about it in, in any type of term?
0: Right?
2: right. I mean, if you don't you don't even have a script, you, you've got nothing for a for a film, especially mm. in light of some of the things that she says later on in that article that I think are are probably fair observations about what it takes to do Star Wars. Right. A three to five year commitment yeah yes so if you don't even have a script if you're just kind of like still playing around with "Ah, i might do this or i might do that then you ain't you ain't got butkus as far as as lucasfilm is concerned this isn't uh this isn't a stereotypical hollywood you know production company where you can do a trilogy based off of just phantom images
0: well it's funny you mentioned trilogy because this next line is killing me. Here. I'm trying to help you out, Steve, because I read the same article. This next line is killing me. Scott, are you sitting down?
1: No, I'm sitting down. I know where you're
0: going. <laughs> I know where you <laughs> and he's not happy about it. Okay, back to the article. And the trilogy from The Last Jedi's Ryan Johnson that was announced five years ago. Yeah. Backburnered. Whoa! Uh, not not cancelled. Very, very careful language here. Backburner, quote, (laughs) this is the best line of the whole thing from her. Quote, Ryan has been unbelievably busy with Knives Out and the deal that he made at Netflix for multiple movies. Unquote.
1: Knives Out. Are they doing sequels to that? Yes. 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 Multiple sequels. They're turning that into a franchise.
3: (laughs) All right.
0: This For is why a this a lot
2: a lot of money, by the way. This yes. is why this right. is
0: troublesome. This is why this is weird and doesn't make any sense to me and feels like retconning to me. Didn't they postpone his trilogy because The Last Jedi was so divisive? No. I. Okay. I
1: mean i I would like to say yes. <laughs>
2: I, I, but, I think that's I think that was fan supposition that was reported as potential fact if I think so, so too Oh news if you
0: will if you, if you have will. if you have a trilogy on your plate and you're doing Star Wars, do you and you're Ryan Johnson, you blow that off, you blow that off and go, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna go make knives out and yeah. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go sign something with Netflix? No. You do Star Wars. I, I, I get what you're saying, but
1: I'm I'm super happy about this. Cause they can just leave it on the back burner well, until it burns the fucking eggs. But
0: I don't know. No, care. but this but that's it, not the point though. My point is I feel like this is retconning on her part. They they so, announced this big trilogy with him. Hang on one second, Dave. They announced they announced this big trilogy. Ryan's gonna do a trilogy. They announced that before The Last Jedi came out. Then The Last yeah. Jedi came out. It was very divisive. And then, eh, we're going to hold off on the trilogy. And then he bails. Now, and I, d- signs I don't with have Netflix. any insights. Yeah, but I don't, okay, I don't have any inside sources, but we can safely
1: assume that the way the Hollywood machine works mm. is if he's being pulled in to do a series of movies for Knives Out, which don't even get me started on that. I, I've lost all faith in Ryan Johnson. So did you not Knives like out? Knives
0: Out? Knives Out was pretty oh, damn good.
1: I really no. no I really yeah. Really um, no. wow wow. I was kind of shocked with that. No, I think I even talked to this when we did talk to you guys about this when we were talking. I felt it was very just eh, mediocre. It to me was a complete ripoff of an actual uh, ABC. Oh,
0: sorry, <laughs> sorry. News. Or, Scott hates or, something or, that Ryan Johnson did.
1: Yeah, it's a complete ripoff of ABC News, but uh, of like an Agatha Christie, a true crime or mystery writer, well, and I. Definitely...
3: Oh, it was it was for sure, an, an, an homage, and inspiration, yeah. uh, a tribute to, inspired by whatever you want to call it. But I thought it was a a good mystery thriller a throwback to that type of movie that they just don't make anymore. And they don't make them well. They tried to make the Agatha Christie movies remade with Kenneth Branagh, and they were just, they were super
1: average. Well, it, fair enough. And I can look back at how many times they've made her movies. But here's my problem. If you're going to do a, an homage or a tribute, you better goddamn well do it good or right. If I can solve the thing in 10 to 15 minutes, it's not good. I'm sorry. That's And that's not because of Ryan Johnson, or it is. But it's any film director who can't pull off a good mystery type film. Is is it done stylish? Is it done all woo and with nice people and all that stuff? Great. But I, I don't know. I, I after 15 minutes I was checking out of that movie. I'm like, I already know who did hmm. this. I, I know everything about this movie. I'm hmm. out. So So yeah. All right. All right. I'm I, Steer it I I'm back. just gonna throw Steer out
2: there. I'm just gonna throw something out as a counterbalance to Scott, really quick. Okay. okay. I don't think just because you can figure out the twist successfully early on. I don't know that that by itself defines if it's a good or a bad movie, just because I look at the usual suspects, which I think is held up as one of the great mystery twist movies of our generation. I I predicted who Kaiser Sose was very early in that movie. And I still love the shit out of it because it was well executed, even though I, I, you know, with a writer brain, I figured out the logic of the puzzle before you know, studio, the rest of the audience did fantastic. So I'm, I did I'm not that. saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, I don't think you should maybe say it as an absolute.
0: That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, I don't say I hate it, The film again, no, I mean was, that if, was, if you figure it out, that means it's a bad movie.
0: Only Sith so, deal in absolutes. I yeah. Just well, to, I'm just I'm, saying
2: maybe, it, you know, it could be, but maybe not. And Okay. But I'm using Agatha
1: Christie as, as a go-to, and it, it really is a tribute to that. So I'm going to throw this out there real quick. If you're going to do that type of film, you better know how to execute that type of film. That's all I'm saying. And I don't think he could in that sense. Was it stylistic and flashy and fun? And did you have all the hot, sexy actors of the time? Yes, you did. But it just, you've got to be able to pull it off. If I can look at a hundred year old book written by a lady, you know, who is the master of writing really good twists and turns. And still get surprised, I'm sorry, that's a better writer. That's a better person who can execute that story than Ryan Johnson could with Knives Out. So, so.
2: we just and just so the studio audience at home understands something that's happening right now, a dynamic that's going on, is that the four of us are frantically texting each other off screen, trying to come up with ways to talk about anything but Star Wars, since yeah, Steve is I so focused on it. It oh, is. Which fine. is why we just sidebarred for five minutes on the value of Knives Outers franchise. Or
0: <laughs> Listen, you guys are missing the entire point of this. I all know. Right? As usual. Sorry, Steve. Listen. So
2: anyway, right? So he is
3: making, <laughs> yeah, he is making multiple he's, Knives Out movies,
0: and he's got this deal with Netflix. But that's <laughs> and Netflix makes other movies. Too. That's why. So, that's why. Let me, uh, look, so let me. The tail me, is wagging the dog here, people. But let me he, let me throw
2: something. Let me throw something out at you, though, Steve. So recall another trilogy of films that was announced with great fanfare to be made by the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. When Game of Thrones was still at the height of amazingness and not, you know, a a pile of shit ending. Yeah. Show. Right. That's gone away. That's just been erased off of the whiteboard. And that's because they went off and signed a more lucrative production deal with a different production company. And Lucasfilm saw fit to say, ah, we'll, we'll we'll let you out at this point. This will be mutually beneficial for everybody. We'll yeah, let but you go.
0: that that might have and, been all rumor and exposition. I mean, they didn't it, actually make a Star Wars movie that was well, completely divisive that then moved them off of the move them to the back burner. Well, well why whole- would Lucasfilm give a
2: shit how divisive it was? It made bank. It made mint. And it is still a better movie than The Rise of Skywalker. So what I'm saying is. What I believe happened is that Ryan Johnson signed a more lucrative deal with another production company. Lucasfilm still sees the financial value of working with Ryan Johnson as opposed to an unproven box office value of the Game of Thrones guys and therefore has backburned it. And maybe this will get completely shelved at some point in the future. And but you're missing you're missing something else completely. What if this was there was never a
1: like All it was, was Ryan Johnson's going to do a trilogy of films, right? Yes. We didn't have an idea. We didn't have an outline. We didn't have an actual script in front of us. Like you even said, Steve, we don't even have a concept. You don't have a concept. So it's just an idea. It's like Kevin Feige going, yeah, I'd love to direct one. And then they're like, well, he's doing his thing. It's going to take three to five years commitment and all this stuff. Same thing with Ryan Johnson. If you don't have a script, if you don't have an outline, if you don't have that basic idea, other than saying, and, and, hey, you know what? I want to direct a trilogy. Where's Kathleen Kennedy? I know she's a little pissed at me right now, and, but seriously. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna
2: throw and I'm gonna throw another bit of speculation on the fire here, too. Lucasfilm has also launched a large publishing initiative that doesn't really have a lot to do with what's going on with the the film and the TV world, and that is the High Republic. But all that stuff is canon. And I can't help but wonder if the desire to launch that initiative for their their ancillary you know, media arm. If the desire to do that didn't interfere, perhaps with some of the potential story plans that were floating around out there.
3: Isn't, oh, uh, I
0: don't. Th- I don't think the story group gets in the way of of who you hire. Is isn't I, the no, but acolyte?
2: The group, but the, the story group is telling a story in a time frame, and someone's like, "I want to do a story there." The story group gets in the way of that. Sorry, Greg. I totally. That's okay. That's, okay. Uh, that, yeah. that's quite right.
3: right. I'm, I'm just I, I'm because we we talk about how that how all these things are fitting in doesn't doesn't the acolyte isn't that supposed to take place during the high republic era
2: a hundred years takes, before takes yeah, place at the end i think of the the high republic yeah. era which hasn't yeah. been talked about yet they've, yeah, they've to, done they've done stuff that's like even further back on the timeline than 100 well, years well yeah
3: it uh, and kind of to reinforce scott's point in this and i'm here's where i jump on team scott for for a few minutes is if kathleen kennedy in my mind has the the biggest misstep she makes is I think she speaks too soon. She gets very excited about the project she's working on, and she immediately announces that this is what's coming. And we've seen the firing of Josh Frank. We've seen the firing of Phil Lord and Chris Miller on Solo. We see, we've see we seen the firing of Colin Trevorrow. We've seen the Brian Johnson trilogy go up in smoke. We've seen the Benioff and Weiss series go up in smoke. The Feige movie is just a complete mystery as far as what's happening with that. I think she should get her her press team to slow down just a little bit. Well, um, it's interesting because there's there's too much bad press that comes out of all the shit that just seems to blow up in her face.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And in fact, get her her PR people to slow her down. All they have to do is just be like, Kathleen, you just got to run the company and maybe make some appearances here and there. I'd probably like her a hell of a lot more because I think it's these moments that drive me crazy. It's the same thing she did in the initial interview when Disney bought Lucasfilm, when she's sitting side-by-side with Lucas, and I brought it up a million times, she's sitting there saying, we will never touch or alter the the main story or concept behind these beloved characters. And then the first thing she does out the gate is kill Han Solo, does all the stuff with Luke, and we've discussed all that stuff. She doesn't think... About what she's talking about, she just rambles off a bunch of stuff, and then lets PR pick up her shit mess everywhere. So, <clears throat> well, Greg, I'm really,
0: know. I'm really, I'm glad that you, yeah, I agree, Scott, and, and it's great that you rattled off all those directors, because the mm-hmm. very next paragraph in this in this yeah. article is, I'm just going to read it exactly as is. The emphasis on television is already influencing the upcoming film slate. Quote. I hesitate to use the word trilogies anymore because Star Wars is much more about persistent storytelling, Kennedy says. Now she just needs to f- to recruit future filmmakers. Yeah. Isn't that what, what has she been doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. So you let Ryan Johnson go, you let Benny Hoff and Weiss go, you let Lauren Miller go, you let, who knows what Faggy's Feige, Faggy's involved in, in Marvel and doing great. I mean, okay, so <laughs> I, I just don't understand. This. Well, hold on, since Steve, you started
1: it. this whole thing out with this amazing Star Wars uh, like redo of our, our opening thing. Let's talk about that, Kevin Feige. No matter what we have, you have a concept. He's sitting at he said that Musso and Franks in Hollywood with with Kathleen uh, you know Kennedy and they're just like, yeah, I got an idea. Great, two mega minds right there, Kathleen and Kevin. You have Star Wars and Marvel. Side by side, it's literally what we read in the 70s. Those Star Wars comic books and those comic strips in the newspapers were amazing. Mm-hmm. Those are old-fashioned things, uh, younger people out there. They're paper. You can read them. It's, it's fascinating. But seriously, those stories, those comic books, you have the two people that are in charge of those two entities, those properties, sitting side by side, talking about a possible idea, and then it just like kind of disappears. Go after that use it. Don't just talk out of your ass and then let it fade away and back burner it and stuff. Whether i like Ryan Johnson or not, he's probably going to be a pretty good person to direct a trilogy of movies and can pull it off. Mm. But I just like Greg, I thank you for agreeing with me on it. I know we kind of go separate ways on some of those, but seriously take advantage of that situation. Look what he has done with Marvel. Kevin Feige for Christ's sakes, We're at what? 26 movies now.
0: I know. All right, I, like- I, I want to jump so, to a different part of the article. Oh, go ahead, Dave, I, and then I'll jump. One, one last yeah. thing. Yep, I, I
2: want to just. We should start a betting pool. What movie is going to come out first? Produced by Kevin Feige, Star Wars, or Blade? Hmm. Just if we're going to talk about announcing things before they're really ready, I'm. I'm going to put Blade on my list. I'm actually going to do that. I'm going for it. Okay. Just, just. Just throwing it out there, Make it, making a broad point that it's it's not just her. I'm not disagreeing with the point, just saying it's not just her. Steve, real quick, because I, I know you got a million things to talk about, and I don't know if we're done with that, but I just want to say this.
1: I, I didn't get a chance to read the article, so I was kind of skimming through it real quick. But i got to say one thing. I've picked up most of the Vanity Fair Star Wars um, magazines through the release of all the films over the years. Um, what's her name that does the, the photos on there? Annie Leibovitz um, um, yeah. always does an amazing job but my god the cover to this issue is so badass to me I mean you have on that cover you have Obi-Wan Kenobi you have the Mandalorian himself Pedro Pascal you have Ahsoka and you have Cassian Andor what how seriously how fucking cool is that that is just yeah, so cool awesome. looking It's yeah
0: I, yeah, totally agree. The photography is amazing. Uh, there's there's one other part of the article I just want to point you towards, and that is um, maybe about a third of the way in. Bresnikan describes the transition from television, from movies to television and the hiatus that occurred. And he writes, The transition was not an obvious pivot for the empire built on the movies. When she took over Lucasfilm in 2012, Kennedy's primary goal was to rejuvenate Star Wars with a new era of films after a trilogy of prequels that underwhelmed many fans. Few producers were better poised to do that, given her legacy of crowd pleasers ranging from E.T. to Back to the Future to The Sixth Sense. By the end of 2015, Han, Leia, and Luke were back on the big screen in J.J. Abrams' The Force Awakens, which introduced the Desert Scavenger Ray. Okay. okay. Ryan Johnson's sequel, 2017's The Last Jedi, continued the Skywalker saga as it came to be known, but veered sharply from Abrams' vision as it seemed to close off some central storylines. Abrams U turned back when he returned for 2019's final chapter, The Rise of Skywalker, taking over Episode 9 late in development. The movies all earned billions, but the zigzagging narrative was conspicuous. All this. And
2: that is the understatement of the year, folks. Yeah. The zigzagging yeah. narrative was conspicuous. That is the most polite, politically correct way to put that I could possibly imagine.
0: All of this led to the hiatus, a follow spot in the Star Wars film landscape that Kennedy announced in early 2019, months before The Rise of Skywalker even debuted. Lucasfilm needed to regroup and rethink. So, I don't know. There's something here that's not adding up for me in this timeline with Ryan Johnson. Sorry. I really think it's more what Dave says. I think
3: he's got a better deal to work on stuff that's really moving forward. I don't think, you know, that they're 100% behind him at Lucasfilm uh, mm. for whatever reason. Um, and And, you know, Netflix and whoever's producing Knives
2: Out is. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fifty million dollar deal with
0: Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. There are a couple of fun things in this article. Um Ewan McGregor uh talking about his, his partner Mary is doing that other Star Wars series with Rosario. So I guess his Ahsoka. His wife is an actress or I don't know what she does. Um, She's Mary,
3: Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, okay. I don't know if
0: they're married, but they're partners. They've been yeah, together calls, for a long time. He calls her a partner and he's got a great quote in here. He says, uh, our little boy's been born into this massive Star Wars family, says McGregor, whose son, uh, whose son with Win's, whose son Winstead was born. Uh, oh, whose son with Winstead was born last summer. He will either embrace it or he'll go the other way. I don't know. Maybe he'll be a Trekkie. That's <laughs> kind of cute. Um, yeah, so definitely recommend checking out this article again. Uh, the Rebellion will be televised in, on Van- in Vanity Fair, VanityFair.com. You can check it out. Lots of good stuff about... Oh, there's this whole thing about how Favreau... How again, how Kathleen Kennedy allegedly this is another thing that didn't add up for me. All right. Sorry. I'm not ready to move on. (laughs) Sorry. We got to cover this one other element of this article. And that is, did Kathleen Kennedy is Kathleen Kennedy responsible for putting Favreau and Filoni together? Yeah, there's some weird feedback going on over there, Scott. Yeah. Is it me? I don't know. When you took your headphones off, it stopped. So I don't know what was going on there. Okay. We're going to say it was you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. This article makes it sound like Kathleen Kennedy put Favreau and Filoni together. In fact, uh, there's a quote here where Kathleen Kennedy says, I arranged a play date for the two of them. What is going on there? There's some weird background noise happening.
1: I'll mute me and tell me if it's me. No, nope. you guys hear me?
0: Yeah. Is it we me? We can hear you.
3: If you muted yourself, well, now you're muted. <laughs>
2: I don't know what it is. I don't either, but I'm going to just, I, right. I'm going to ask Steve. So if you don't think that Kathleen Kennedy as the head of Lucasfilm was the individual who introduced Filoni and Favro? Who do you
0: think would have done that? Filoni and Favro worked together on the Clone Wars because Favro did voices for Favre, Filoni yeah, on the Clone Favre Wars a, years before I, I, they yeah, ever I'm talked sorry. about I Mandalorian.
2: Should've, I should I should have said my question a lot clearer than that, and I apologize. You answered the question Accepted. I asked, but it was not the question I intended to ask. Okay, so. Bad on me, not bad on you at all. No problem. I was going to say, who do you think would have arranged for Favreau in his creative capacity or potential creative capacity to have a specific meeting with Filoni to kind of hash things out? Wouldn't that be something that Kathleen Kennedy would naturally do? Sure. In her role at Lucasfilm.
0: Docking. Yes, Greg. (laughs) <laughs> Duck. Well done, <laughs> sir. Well done. Those are two big dudes. Whoever got them together, sure. let's let's be honest. Thank Whoever did it, it
3: created no. created magic because Filoni as much as I bag on Clone Wars, has a real good sense of story and lore, studied at the feet of the master, as you if you will. Yes. Um. And and Favro has the, the the big movie experience that was needed. To, to take it from the small screen and make it an epic event. And even though they haven't made a quote unquote movie together, there are things that we have talked about ad nauseum that is purely out of their brains. So,
0: absolutely. Look, yeah. I'm not saying that she didn't have a hand in this or she didn't put them together. Just I, I, maybe it's the way it's written. I don't know. There's just. I don't know. It just doesn't, they don't talk about, there's no mention of, of Favreau's that I remember reading. There's no mention of his work uh, on the clone wars that they knew each other previously. Uh, I don't know. It, it seemed a little like a fluff piece for Kathleen Kennedy. I'm just saying, Kathleen, if you're listening, I apologize if I'm way off base here. I know you're, don't, don't apologize to her, Steve. You're finally on my side. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I'm saying, I apologize if I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong based on what I'm reading. Okay, so there's
1: no mention of Favreau or Filoni in this thing.
0: Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is it it
3: mentions that Kathleen Kennedy is is taking responsibility for their creative partnership.
1: Yeah, that's that's not right. (laughs) That's not. she may have she have made jumped in she you know what she's the person that was building helping build the the highways and the freeways later on that kept that road and that going everything going they had already met like
0: you said Steve with the clone war stuff no 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 well but no you know i'm look am i grateful for it absolutely whatever she sure. did to make it happen mandalorian is awesome it's amazing it rejuvenated the the entire franchise you could argue we owe a debt of gratitude to her for that and to John Favreau and Dave Filoni for sure. However it happened, who cares? It happened. I'm just saying when you read something, it, it the timelines and how it happened just seem a little bit off from what I've read before. That's all. I'm just hey, making not an observation. Up, man. Don't, yeah. Favreau- Are you saying you've done your research, Steve? Is I'm, that what you're saying? I'm just saying I read Star Wars stuff, and I keep up with it. And who knows what's true and who's – I'm not in the room. I'm not in the am, room. Are I'm you just, just, Are you
2: just asking questions, sir? Am,
0: am I going
1: to get the Parks and Rec meme with the guy with the board and all the spider web <laughs> things going and be like, see, they don't match up? I'm just
0: asking questions. Come on. All right. Let's take them down. Hey, <laughs> you, you know <laughs> what? There's a con happening this week. Actually, it's happening right now as we speak. As the show is released on Friday, probably Steve the county of the votes in Pennsylvania.
3: Steve (sighs) is there right now. Yes, guys, he's there right now. Listening to the, are you going to listen to the podcast as you're walking around the floor? I'm I'm going to take a Bluetooth speaker and just hold it up. Blast it! Yeah, you know.
0: What's the And say anything, you know. I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna wear the raincoat Dude, and the if big you can get a Bluetooth speaker in a lightsaber, hold it above your head and yes. walk around while
1: our
3: you're, podcast. You're is gonna, going. you're gonna Lloyd Dobbs it. Is what you're gonna do.
0: Damn straight. I'll be giving out our cards everywhere. God,
3: God damn it. Guarantee God that. I am it.
0: gonna try to connect with uh, Mark and John from um, Rancho Obi Wan. We're gonna try to huh? meet up and do a little interview with the uh, docents from Rancho. Nice. So I've been in communication with them. Rancho Obi Wan has a huge display. They've got uh, a whole room. They've got, they've they've, got a, they're bringing like a mini museum. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's going to be very cool. So I'm going to try to connect with them. Um, but there are a lot of amazing uh, guests and uh, panels going on. So at, you, this, you this,
3: this is where I interview you, Steve. You are going Ooh. for three of the four days. Am, am I not
0: mistaken, right there? That is correct. I'm going for three. I'm going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And thank God Monday's a holiday. You got that off. Congratulations. Yes, Lisa and the I. Are timeline
3: going
2: doesn't Friday.
0: quite line up for me there, though, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa and I are going Friday. Josh and I are going Saturday. Sam and I are going Sunday. So you are not staying
3: at a local hotel. You are driving to nah. and from, back and forth. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Make it make. If if it's if it's anything like WonderCon, mm-hmm. I make one recommendation to you. Okay. Get there early. Mm. And this is the reason why. When you when you go to park, there's a huge parking structure that's <laughs> right next door to the convention center. Yeah. And you park in there, and it's great. You cannot park in the hotels unless you're a guest. Oh. You cannot park anywhere near that's the grounds. Good, that's a good point. Unless you're a guest. If you get there after, say, 11 o'clock. Mm. And th- granted, this was a couple years ago. They say, drive out that way. You can park over there. And you start driving. And you drive some more. And you drive some more. And the next thing you know, you're in the Anaheim Angels <laughs> baseball team parking lot. Yeah. Where they make you park your car and then wait in line to oh. get on a bus to go back to the convention center, yeah. which is about five miles away. So get there early. That's you all know, I'm saying. That's a great point yeah. cuz
0: in 2017 we did stay in a hotel there and it was I didn't even think about the drive part of it. I just we'd wake up and walk over. So yeah, that's that's a game changer having to drive in.
3: Yeah, and I don't know if that. they're still making you go all the way to Anaheim Stadium, but I am not lying when we parked at Anaheim Stadium and it took us an hour and oh. a half to get back to the convention center. No, that's Jeez. not okay.
0: <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> uh, let me let me share some of the panels that I'm really looking forward to um, There's one called Light and Magic on Friday It's uh, it, The uh, subtitle is Be among the first in the world to get a sneak peek At the recently announced Disney Plus documentary series Light and Magic Join us for an illuminating discussion panel Featuring Lawrence Kasdan and Ron Howard Wow Joined by VFX Films uh, Titans Dennis Murin, Phil Tippett, and Joe Johnson how about that? Joe that Johnson also directed uh, Captain
3: America, the first Avenger, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe yes, right.
1: he did. And uh, the Goonies. No, that was Richard Gremlins. Donner. Gremlins, 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 Gremlins.
3: Also, and he directed
2: the Rocketeer. He did. Oh that's my God. right.
1: Oh, that's
3: a great movie. What? Damn. He's got a good track record. <laughs> and that had a young Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer Connelly, who is now co-starring with Tom Cruise in Maverick opening
1: yes. what
2: as uh, as you penny, see what greg did there <laughs> as penny uh, uh the one admiral's daughter from uh the rant at the beginning of the movie no oh, really oh. over 4 air towers and one admiral's daughter
0: penny <laughs> i don't know <laughs> wow all right Not also sure. on friday star wars <laughs> attack of the clones 20th anniversary people Woohoo! 20th anniversary. That's Friday, May 27th, episode two. 20 years, Like 20 Lucasfilm? years. Yes, it, it did. It did come <laughs> from Lucasfilm. It did so directly is, from is, Lucasfilm.
1: Uh, is Attack of the Clones the Iron Eagle 3 of the Top Gun Flight movies out there? That's, I just want to know <laughs> where's that fall in? Oh, mm. God. I hate sand.
0: I'm going to try to make my way over to our <laughs> friends over at Skywalking Through Neverland podcast. Live two blocks away from me. They are on the podcast stage. I'm going to try to catch their their stint there. Excellent. Uh, and are yep. you going
2: to visit uh, Rancho Obi-Wan? Because I believe they are coming down for the festivities.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for Absolutely. joining the podcast. We talked about that five minutes yep. ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However much uh, dope you're smoking, cut it in half, Dave.
2: <laughs> I, I I did step away. I just I did. I think I missed that because I stepped away at one Sorry. point to deal with the little family. I heard they were gonna have a whole here. room, okay, no Bring in like a little mini museum. <laughs> and uh, I might even try
0: to connect with uh, John and Mark from the. Uh, <laughs> <one over> there. <laughs> hey, I hear Skywalking
2: here. from Neverland is going to be on the main stage. You should try to look <laughs> them up.
0: Um, there is a show. It's a actually quite famous now that you may have heard of it called star Wars trilogy in 30 minutes. You hear this uh, stage show. Some guy does. No yeah, No, I don't listen to hip hop. It's a one. It's a one <laughs> well played. It's a one man show star Wars trilogy in 30 minutes. And this guy performs it and he's performing it at celebration. So I'm going to try to check that out. I've heard it's hilarious. Uh,
3: I've, I, I have as well. And I think he did that at a little theater down in LA for a while. It was uh, an ongoing yeah. show. And we missed out on it as a as a as a podcast. I'm
0: disappointed in us. Yeah, we need to see that if he comes out again. All that's right. the reason you're disappointed in us. This is this is the one <laughs> Specifically I can't miss. That yes, this is the one I cannot miss. <laughs> Saturday, eleven to twelve, celebration stage, uh, Man- Mando plus a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Uh, that's going to be very fun. Yeah. To try I hear see Kathleen
2: Kennedy put that panel together. Actually,
0: <laughs> it must be nice just to sit back and peanut gallery this show. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll get to do that. Again, get there if you really want to go to that, Steve. Get there early. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so I I will say the uh, the con is hap- is a little bit different this year. So you know how you used to have to sleep overnight to get to mm-hmm. the first panel. They're mm-hmm. not allowing that this year. Mm-hmm. They did a random like uh, entry with your, through the app and you had to enter and if you know, register, register your badge, scan your badge, pre-register, and then submit your entry. If you wanted to go to that first panel and be in the room. Um, and it was, it's a random drawing to see if you can get in the room. You know what? I appreciate that because
3: all that lining up bullshit, When there's so much to do and there's so much to see for you to waste your goddamn time waiting in fucking lines for all that bullshit is just I feel the same way about Comic-Con, WonderCon. You know, people would go into Hall H at Comic-Con first thing in the morning. They would they would sleep overnight to wait in line, go in first thing in the morning and stay there all goddamn day because they didn't want to lose their spot. It was ridiculous. Yep. Just fucking yep. get, just make it just like you see. Register on the app, random drawing. Don't worry about lineup. Go see something fucking fun. You're paying all this money to see something cool at Comic Con. Fucking go do something else and come back later.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Greg. I was one of those
3: people one year, so sorry. about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because that was the only way to do it. I don't blame you for doing it. That was the system that they put in front of you. Yeah. And so that's the way it had to be done. And it's bullshit that they made you go through that, that they made you waste your time so you can – So you could sit through the panel you wanted to see. You probably had to sit through five panels you didn't want to see so you could see the one that you did.
2: It it was actually, I was lucky. The reason I did it was it wound up being only one panel that I didn't want to see. I got to see a a dollhouse panel with Eliza Dushku and some dude from Battlestar. I got to see a Joss Whedon-specific panel before he was a creep, which was super cool. Mm. Then I had to sit through some panel with an author who is really famous and very well-regarded, but I've never read anything that he's done I, I mean he was a nice enough man but it was a waste of time mm. and then the main event which was the cast of battlestar galactica the producers of battlestar uh, galactica that's cool moderated by kevin smith celebrating the end of battlestar galactica
1: yeah
0: so yeah, you had I, to sit I, there and wait through all those so the, the I, sat, yeah, I sat yeah i sat
2: through all those panels to get and was in line to go to the early panel the dollhouse panel yeah that was the day to get to the Battlestar Galactica thing, which was yeah. sold out and was a big deal. And I'm like, I've already been here for, se- I've already been here for eight hours, motherfuckers. Yeah. Suck it. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving.
1: Yeah. 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 Greg, I think the last time I went and did something like that, it uh, was at Comic-Con with you in 2011. And we had to do something like that too. We sat through a bunch of different panels. Luckily. Yeah. We sat am-
3: through, we sat through a paddle for a panel for the show, Nikita and, um for for the uh, person of interest show which yeah. was brand new at the time mm-hmm. yep and and then it was to see mythbusters we Myth were there Busters. to see the see the mythbusters and that was the third one but we had to sit through those other two and it's like we we barely got into that to that we were stressing we were already in line for a couple of hours at that point we were stressing yep. about being able to get in because they only you know they only let in as many people as go out and so if nobody goes mm-hmm. out they don't let anybody new in. It's not like they clear the room and all these new people go in. If you're in there, you could stay
1: there all day long,
3: and that's yeah. fucked up.
1: Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. That was tough, man, because we had the kids then, and mm-hmm. and that wasn't even Hall H. That was one no. of the smaller yeah. ones down the the other side of the, the convention. Exactly. God. Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right, a few others here. Star Wars cosplay competition. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, the Saga Museum at Celebration, that's the uh, a panel with Rancho Obi-Wan, um, Steve Sansweet, and then Gus Lopez, Duncan Jenkins, and Lisa Stevens. Uh, we've got Doug Chang designing The Mandalorian. He's got his own panel on Saturday evening at 4 o'clock. Uh, the one... You know, I'm not going to miss this one. I am C3PO with Anthony Daniels. Yes.
1: You better be in that.
0: I'll try to get some audio from that one for the show.
1: Motherfucker, you better be in that, or we will come down there, break (laughs) into the convention, and haul your ass and throw it into the seat and then leave. I don't even care. I will do that. I will
2: do that.
0: It was really uncomfortable for me.
2: Does anybody else get a little hot when Scott
0: starts channeling Dennis (laughs) Leary like that? (laughs) Sweet. That's right. Uh, star Wars, the bad, Batch season two (laughs) premiere on Sunday, 11 a.m. I might try to get to that one. Um, cool. And then, uh, star Wars, the clone wars, siege of Mandalore screening on Sunday afternoon.
2: See, that would be fun to go to. I'm not going to go to the whole convention, but that would be fun to,
0: to see. Yeah. On the Mm -hmm. big, on the big screen, like that siege of Mandalore is beautiful. Yeah. 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 So those are the highlights for me guys. And, uh, We'll see what I'm able to get into, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I was not able did, to get did, any of the, any of the first, uh, I'm not going to be in the celebration stage for any of the, uh, of the, uh, what do you call it? Like the first, the, the big, the big reviews yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Unfortunately okay. didn't, didn't get it. Did, so have they notified you of a pan? So they would have notified
3: people already is what you're saying of if, right. if you're eligible to go in for those. It's times. only the they first
0: would- one every day. And it's the celebration stage. So you can go into the satellite stages and Uh and watch on video and see everything, but you just, you're not in the room. Yeah. If you really want to be there. Yeah. 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 Excellent. All right. So we will have a live report from It's going to be an incredible weekend.
3: I'm, I am, am, am jealous of the fact that you get to go, (laughs) but I am, I am not sad that I won't have to fight the crowds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bought these tickets two and a half years ago day guys that's the thing is is this is like it's like a free celebration it it, it feels free paid for these things literally two years ago yeah that's amazing that's crazy that's crazy i know yeah this is
2: like this is you're getting something back from the pandemic here right (laughs) a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. for sure Which, which is which is how i've kind of looked at things that have that have come back to life or been rescheduled since they were canceled in 2020 by the pandemic, is I'm like, mm. f you, COVID. I got this thing back. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> can can right. we? You know what? This
1: isn't about the pandemic. Let's just pretend Steve's been in line for two years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's probably what it's going to feel like after this week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah, right. Like so
2: the, the opening for Blues Brothers 2000, just 27 years later, at the bottom of the screen, and then it goes right into the story.
0: <laughs> so I got to ask you, uh, do do you got do we want any swag? Do you guys want any swag? Do you want? Yeah, I shirt? want an X-wing. Do you want like <laughs> it, what? It, do you want me to send you pictures? How how are we handling this? Oh
1: shit! I, I gotta I gotta look. Do you want to trust not,
0: me? I, do you want to give me a budget, and just trust me?
1: I've I've been avoiding a lot of stuff, but I might have to talk to you uh offline. But I think Beeline actually put out a new mug that looks so freaking awesome called the My Tai Fighter, which. Ooh somebody did one on their own which was really cool but this is you know it's it's the beeline where they put out all the the, the very generic looking ones but it looks pretty cool
0: the my tie fighter how has somebody not thought of that before
1: but it, I'm, somebody did but okay. they own it so they can do whatever they want with it got it it still looks really cool so we'll have to talk about that
0: that's pretty cool <laughs> that's
3: that sounds pretty awesome 50 bucks steve 50 bucks right there 50 yeah, all in your all in your hands
0: all right yep. okay All right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, 50 bucks a piece. Okay. All right. (laughs) So times four. So that's 200 bucks for Nico is what you're saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Venmo from Nico. Got it. coming your way. (laughs) No,
3: that's coming from Greg for me.
0: Oh. Uh... Nope. (laughs) Yep. Nope. (laughs) Not a bit. I told you once. All right. Here we go. Let's get out of here.
3: So, do Jennifer Connolly was in The Rocketeer and also Maverick. Did we get, did we establish that? Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Directed by Joe Johnson, who's
1: going to be on the Star Wars stage on Saturday. Can we just do hey, a whole show hey. on Jennifer
2: Connolly? <laughs> no, but yeah. Steve, there, there was, there is a bit of Star Wars news that we didn't cover that I'm just going to put in there really quick. Yeah, go. That was the passing of Colin Cantwell who was instrumental in the design of multiple iconic Star Wars spaceships, including the X-Wing Starfighter. I passed away at the age of 90 this past week. So uh, tip of the glass to you, sir. Giant bucket of wind, as
0: Kevin Smith would say. Yeah. Colin joins, join, becomes one with the Force. Thank you, Dave. Well, guys... Big are week. you excited Big is it, week. Is, it is, Big is, week.
3: is it gonna be are you are you like pumped and ready for this i am it how yeah. excited are you I, cause i'm really excited about the obi Wan show i am so su- i'm hoping you're at least pump- none of us are gonna be there so that's kind of a bummer but yeah i hope you're pumped about this
0: i am i am i'm i'm like you i'm a little i'm i'm super excited about it but kind of not looking forward to the crowds <laughs> um yeah you know, you have to, you, you pre-register with your app and then I've got to show up early to go get a, to go verify COVID status. So everybody, mm-hmm. everybody at the con is vaccinated or has to show proof of a negative test mm-hmm. and you got to go get a wristband. So you got to mm-hmm. go early. So th- there's, there's, and you know, you're, you're going through the app to get your panels. There's more hoops to jump through. I'm hey, at to, least you're doing that, it all out. Steve. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I feel safe.
1: You know who's not the entire city of Vegas, so I felt very uncomfortable. Oh yeah,
3: they
0: they they give zero fucks there. They really um, do. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we doing for Obi Wan? Are we are we going to try and record and break down some of these shows each week? Uh, yes, but not this weekend. I think you're a little tied up. Yeah.
3: Unless we want to get together on Monday, it's possible. About no, you're ah. yeah, because well, Monday is a possibility. Early Monday, maybe, I, possibly. I will be out Monday. I'll, I'm out of state. Oh, wait a minute. God damn it. Where is my... Where is...
0: Argh. Guys, happy Star Wars week. Enjoy it. And may the Force be with us all.
2: God fucking
0: damn it, Dave. <laughs> I was, was a little cool. slow on that one. That was well-timed, actually. <laughs> yeah, that worked out pretty well.
1: Yeah.